0: You have to be willing to lose everything except yourself. That means any job, any friend, any lover, any person in your life, any possession that you own, any, any professional certification, any aspiration. Be willing to lose everything but yourself. And that is how you
1: will set yourself free. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health, and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, 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 beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. Um, I just got off of the phone with uh, Adobe <laughs> uh, Customer Care Support Team, whatever you want to call them, because I was having some issues recording my intro for this week's episode. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So I finally came to the awareness that my microphone no longer works, which is kind of sad, but I'm having to use my, the microphone that is built into my MacBook Air, which you know what? That's where I started. I well yeah, I started on MacBook Air. Then I went to my iPhone. I was recording episodes through my voice memos. So you know it's okay. Um, this is what we're gonna have to do until I get a new microphone. So whew, woo-saw, woosaw, woosah, woosaw. Let me get my get myself back on track. Um uh, I wanted this intro to be short and sweet anyways, because we have a really juicy juicy episode with my friend. Diane LaHaye. So before we get into that, I just want to share a little bit about um, this past weekend. So I went, um, I flew back to New York slash Jersey for my friend's wedding. Um, She got married upstate. It was a beautiful ceremony, a beautiful, everything was just, oh my God, amazing, magical, beautiful. Like she missed a beat when it came to, to Planning and organizing this wedding. So kudos to Mia and Jabari for planning such a lovely ceremony for us to share in their um nuptials. <laughs> um so that was beautiful. And then it was also the full moon in Aquarius, and I got a lot of beautiful insight um around that, which I feel like I'm going to save until next week's episode. I'm gonna be doing a solo episode. So I'll dive in a little bit deeper with that, but I have some really beautiful revelations and insights come through around um the Aquarius full moon. And so yeah, I got back into town on Tuesday and I've just been like super chill and and I don't wanna say I've been numbing, but I mean eh, more or less. I kinda have been. I've been I've been just I've been, I don't even know what to describe, how to describe it, just doing whatever the hell I want to (laughs) do. And I feel like a lot of that lesson for me, I'll I'll say the medicine, a lot of that medicine for me is not feeling guilty, not feeling ashamed for um, sitting around, laying in my bed, sleeping, watching TV. So actually just, I just started watching um, Charmed. And actually, I've been wanting to to watch it for a while, like from the beginning. And so, it's on Peacock, if anyone's interested. It's on Peacock, so I've been watching it from the beginning. Watching Charmed, Take a Break from the Office. <laughs> um, and then I've also been watching Kevin Hart's talk show, which I received, like, some really amazing, beautiful gems and insight and wisdom from that show. So, I highly suggest it if anyone's interested Um and yeah, so I've, yeah, I've just been chilling y'all, chilling, 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 just allowing myself to just be in relaxation mode. And, you know, today, um, getting back into work mode a little bit, getting back into my flow, getting back into um, my, my daily routine, if you will. And then this whole microphone situation came into the mix and I was just like, all right, God, like, what is the lesson here? Like, what, like, <laughs> while I was on the phone with the gentleman, on, gentleman from Adobe, I was just like, God, like, what is the lesson here? Like, why is this happening? I don't understand. <laughs> but um, I think the lesson is to just keep moving forward, to just do what you can do. It may not be under the most ideal circumstances. Obviously, I would much prefer to be recording through a microphone. But it's all right. Like I said, this is where I started when I first started my podcast. It was straight off my MacBook, so hey, here we are, you know. And i have just have to buy a new mic- microphone. That's 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 where we at, you know. So, anywho, that's a little update and insight from me. Um, I you might hear a bit of an echo i'm recording in my living room because i just got my couch yesterday so i'm going to tell you a little bit about this couch that i have been waiting for almost a month to receive yes almost a month had it been two more days it would have been a month exactly before i received this couch so i have been ever since i put the couch together yesterday i have been on this couch I damn near slept on it last night. I didn't get in the bed until literally I woke up at 3.33. And I was like, okay, let me go get in the bed. But I was like, I'm not getting off this couch, okay? I've been sitting in a camping chair for the past three weeks. And before that, I was sitting on the floor, okay? So I'm like, I'm going to record this intro on my couch. Excuse the echo. It's all right. Um, but, but yes, I'm just grateful to be, to just have this couch. I'm so excited, so happy, so excited, so grateful. All right. Now, what I would like to, um, share with you all before we get into our episode. Um, so it came through for me earlier today and I was like, wow, I would really, really love to get some feedback and some insights from, from you all, from my listeners, um, just around some of the topics that you guys would be interested in hearing on the show in relation to you know creativity, energetics, chakra medicine, spirituality. Um, what guests would you like to hear on this show? Uh, I'd love to hear you know what episode drew you into the show? You know what I mean? like what even like captivated your intention to listen, to continue to listen? Um, because I feel like I, you know, this, this show is you all's just as much as it is mine, and I really want to make sure that I am, uh, you know, delivering content that resonates for both of us, <laughs> you know, um, and, and thus far it's been very intuitive as to what guests I have on the show, what topics I talk about, Um, But I would just really, really, really love to hear you all's feedback, your insights, your suggestions, all of that. So this is what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to offer a little call to action, a little incentive for you all, because I really, 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 if you cannot hear the emphasis of how many reallys I'm saying, I really want to hear you all's suggestions and your feedback, your insights, um, as far as the show, what you like about it, how it could be better, you know. Always looking to grow, always looking to really push myself past my comfort zones and really just take it to the next level. Um, so, what you can do is you can DM me on Instagram at On The Cusp Wellness, or you can email me at On the cusp at Gmail. Okay, and just, again, share with me some of your, some of the topics you'd like to hear, you know, you, that you'd like to hear me talk about, some of, you know, what guests do you think would be a good fit for this show, um, and what episode drew you into the show? Did a friend send you an episode? Did you just kind of happen to um, stumble upon the show? Like, I really just would love to hear where you all are coming from. And so for any and everyone who sends me their feedback via Instagram or via email, I will be giving them a 30-minute Oracle card reading. This is free, okay? A free 30-minute Oracle card reading or a free 30-minute intuitive guidance session or, okay, or for those of you who are interested in my course, it's actually gonna be relaunching September 14th, I will um, give you a $250 discount on my course, Activate Your Soul, Activate Yourself, which I said is relaunching on September 14th. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, this is my seven week intensive course for creatives and entrepreneurs that helps you to release self-sabotaging habits like perfectionism, and people-pleasing, those are two of the biggest things that I have had to overcome. Um, And I did that using chakra medicine and what I like to call emotional self-care. So basically during the course, each week you'll learn about a chakra energy center. And we start from the bottom all the way up to the top. And then, um, in tandem with learning about the chakra centers, you'll also be learning about my unique scale method for creating an emotional self-care routine, okay? So that is what um, is available to you all, for anyone, um, any and everyone who responds to this call to action. (laughs) of sending in your feedback and insights about the show. Okay, so I'm really serious about this. I really wanna hear you all's feedback. So again, for any and everyone who sends in their feedback via Instagram and or email, you can um, select from a free 30-minute Oracle card reading, a free 30-minute intuitive guided session, or $250 off my upcoming course, okay? So the course is originally priced at $1,500, so that will bring the price down to $1,250. So definitely get into action. I will keep these offerings open for those who send their suggestions and feedback into me um, until September 19th, okay? You also have until September 19th to get that um, into me. Send it to me, DM me, email me. Uh, you choose, you decide, okay? <laughs> and I really cannot wait to hear your feedback. I I think it's going to be super insightful, super helpful, and again, just really taking the show to the next level. You know what I'm saying? I really, um, it's I really believe that. This is a co-collaborative effort, right? And I really want to make sure that the, the content that I am delivering to you all is really helpful um, and and it's really guiding you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you know, all those things um, to your highest potential and, and allowing you to step into your highest self, all right? So... Send that in to me, y'all. You'll have until September 9th to get those suggestions into me and to get that feedback um, into me. So don't dilly dally, don't delay. All right, y'all. Start today. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get into today's episode. I have my beautiful friend on, um, Diane LaHaye. She's an engineer, a tarot reader, um, a beauty creative. <laughs> She talks about this in the show. She creates bath bombs and body butters, all natural, all organic. So, and she also shares with us her story, and I'm not going to tell it too much, okay? You got to listen to the episode. But, you know, she talks about how she came back to herself after having experienced a really traumatic physical trauma. She had a concussion from a mountain biking injury and she lost her memory for a very significant amount of time, which, I mean, I can't even imagine how that feels like to just not remember like certain parts of your life, not remember certain parts of yourself, like that, Ooh, So she talks about how she came back from that and what she did, how she got connected even deeper to her spirituality, to her, her intuition. It's really, really, really inspiring and beautiful story. So I'm so grateful that she was able to come into the show and share um, her experience and her her knowledge and her wisdom and her insights with us, so. Again, this is my friend, Diane LaHaye. I hope you all enjoy this episode. If you do, share with a friend, Uh, leave a five-star review. Feel free to rate the episode, rate the podcast. Um, All of it helps so much um, to getting this show in front of more people, to getting this show into into more ears and all of that beautiful stuff. So if this show really resonates with you, if this episode really resonates with you, don't be afraid to leave a five-star rating or review. And okay, don't forget suggestions, feedback, insights via September 9th. So that way you can take advantage of those three beautiful offerings that I have for you all. And I'll repeat that one more again 30 minute oracle card reading. 30-minute intuitive guided session, or $250 off my upcoming course, Activate Your Soul, Activate Yourself. All right, y'all? So I can't wait to read those. And um, yes, y'all have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week. Next week will be a solo episode. I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. So yeah, I'll catch y'all next week. So here's my interview with Diane LaHaye. Bye. Oh dokie I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be able to just pick your brain, listen to more of your story. So thank you so much for Diane for joining me. So I'd love for you to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you're into, what you're all about, all that good stuff.
0: And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We always have a good time, we have conversations, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to be here. Um, so my name is Diane. I I'm a lot of things. Um, <laughs> an engineer by education. I read tarot cards for fun and intuition, and I mother of dogs, um, creative person. So I, I do a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats. Um, but I guess I'll start not the very beginning, but the middle beginning.
2: Yeah. Um, for I worked it. in
0: engineering for a really long time. Um, I love problem solving. I like to think of myself as a smart person. Um and have About five years ago or so, I had a head injury and I struggled with concussion and post-concussive disorder. I didn't know what to do. I was obviously in a state of confusion for quite a long time. And so um, part of my spiritual awakening started with my brain not really functioning the way that I was used to and me having to kind of try to figure out how to operate in the world without always having my uh, physical faculties, because I had some nerve damage that went along with that. And also, you know, my, my, I had some spots missing in my memory that I didn't realize for a while, and then I would get headaches and vertigo. So, Mm. so there was this struggle that was introduced to my life, where I, you know, went from everything's working, and everything's great, and I'm moving forward, and all great, and then all of a sudden I can't think straight half the time. I'm sleeping a lot and mm-hmm. constantly tired and constantly eating and I don't know what to do. I'm drinking so much caffeine. Part of, part of that, um, I I'd say there was a couple of years where I started thinking like, you know, I think I need to switch jobs. And so I got a new job. And then I was struggling a bit with some of my, some situations at that job. And that's when I started to look into tarot and look into, um, other ways to like treat my head injury and treat the body injuries that also happen, and so I started to focus more on on the self care and using tarot as a tool to really connect to my intuition. Because one of the weird symptoms of my um, concussion was that I lost the ability to really connect to my emotions. Mm-hmm. And aside, I have some attachment traumas, let's say, from childhood, so I already wasn't super okay with feelings to begin with. But what little what little like relationship I had to my own feelings was completely severed um, in my wow. accident, and I was kind of operating like a robot. And I was actually called a robot uh, a few times, and it was it was it was shocking to me. I was like, "Why would you say that? I'm like a human being, and all mm-hmm. this because I couldn't see myself from that perspective, and because I had all these things that were indicating like something is wrong, and I don't know what, and no one will tell me why." I started really looking into, okay, what can I do? How can I change my perspective? How can I, um, because I was starting to get entrenched. I was doing these circling the drain and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it's mounting pressure. I've got to fix myself. Mm. So I had on the one hand, the spiritual awakening part of like, let me investigate like what these things are, how this feels and how I'm doing this. But on the other hand, it was got to fix yourself, got to fix yourself. And, Mm. and anybody who's actually gone all the way through the process will tell you the more focused you are on fixing yourself, the less likely you are to fix yourself because <laughs> inherently what you're saying is I'm broken exactly. and I need something outside of myself to fix me. And instead the the process of spiritual awakening is supposed to be, I need to reconnect to myself. Like mm. I exist and I need to learn to see myself again, but with new eyes this time mm. with eyes that don't judge, you know, what's wrong with me or what's right with me or my gifts, my talents, all these things like seeing everything in a kinder, gentler way, I guess. Mm. So so anyhow, um, basically, <laughs> I, went through, um, I went through another job change. And I was like really working. I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to be like positive. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I had a couple of visions about what my future was going to be. But the funny thing is, I was like, there's no way that these things are going to happen. I thought that I was seeing basically the future of another person that I was going to be supporting at oh, that wow. point in my life, I thought, well, I could never start a business on my own. That's scary. I, I'm, I, uh, I thought that I was going to be like supportive of a partner's business mm-hmm. or, you know, or be a bit player in somebody else's success. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like I, I had developed this, well, I shouldn't say I developed, I uncovered this internalized belief that having a business was just something I couldn't do, that it was too much And that I couldn't handle it. So I was like, no, there's no way it's going to be me. It's going to be somebody else, but I can help them. Mm Because I had this belief that, oh, oh, I can do all these things. I'm good at lots of things. I can help people. And one of the real fundamental things that I forgot was in order to help people, you have to help yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're running around broken, if you have a broken arm and you're trying to help other people, you're a lot less effective. Like you're breathing the same amount of oxygen, if not more, you have the broken arm. Mm -hmm. And now you're trying to you're trying to give to people, you know, they don't, you know, you don't have anything to give anymore. If, if you don't fix yourself and get yourself right, you can't be as effective in helping other people.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so that's wow. I, I did though. So I, I saw a few things for myself and, and I was like, no, that can't be, but like secretly in my mind, I was like, I owned a business. I was selling things like people were buying them. And, and that at that point. Mm-hmm. But fast forward about a year, pandemic central. I um I started making masks. One of the things that I do is I sew. We both have like fashion in common. I lo- I have a, mm-hmm. a collection of vintage patterns. I love love fashion. Just like watching the evolution of of like human fashion choices. It's so interesting. Some mm-hmm. of the styles are so beautiful. But anyhow, I uh, I started making masks for the pandemic and. I started selling them on Etsy completely by accident. Um, I was trying to push them, pushing them on people, <laughs> <laughs> starting with my coworkers um, and my family, and I was just like trying to. I basically turned into a machine making all these things. Finally, one of my coworkers had gone somewhere, and and the it was a pet store. They couldn't find masks, and she's like, "Well, my coworker gave me this one. Do you want me to call her and see if she'll, you know, sell you some?" And I went out there, I literally drove from my house and planning on giving away these masks because so I was like, I could never take money for them. Oh wow! And they literally, the, the women at the store started an Etsy store for me. They said, we cannot order masks. These are great masks. They're beautiful. They fit well. And I was just like, I was like appalled because I remembered having this vision of having an Etsy store. And I was like, no, I couldn't <laughs> sell. Something. I even tried to think of something I would sell. And I'm like, did that? literally just happened to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happened for me, but I didn't do anything. All I did was I should make masks. Great. Followed a ping. I'll make masks. And then, you know, my, my energy being like, here, take this, the the pushing. Mm. It ended up with me having an Etsy store. So I did, you know, I sold, I sold a bunch of masks and it was, you know, it was a needed thing at the time. So did a bunch of that, but I did end up losing my job. And I was like, no, it's fine. I'm going to just, I'll just get another one. And I mm-hmm. want, I, I told myself, okay, I should take a little bit of time off. But if I'm being honest, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted. I was having a bunch of neck pain. Um, I could barely sleep at night. The pain was so bad some days. Mm. So, so realistically the universe gave me about a year to heal myself of that. Just like a year off of I shouldn't say you're off of working, but, but I mean, I interviewed like crazy. I, at first I was fine. And then I started to get a little freaked out and then Mm -hmm. I do interview after interview after interview. And I started to make the mistake of taking projection personally, Mm -hmm. just shouldn't say started. I started that when I was very young, but the way that the universe kind of has shown me that it works is basically that. Things happen and you take it personally, and you believe it's about you, and something that you embody has caused this other person to do something to you. Mm-hmm. And the course of your spiritual awakening is supposed to see that nothing that that person does is because of me. They might say, it, they might believe it is, but in reality, if it wasn't within them, it couldn't come from them. So, like, I can't mm-hmm. give you love that I don't already have for myself.
1: Right.
0: We like to think we do, but we're not giving love. Mm-hmm. We're giving desperation. We're giving. We're pleading. Please pay attention to me. I'll Mm -hmm. give you this. It's it's an energy of of pushing and pulling. It's not giving and receiving. Mm. You know, we we use the the words give and take, but really those are not opposites. If I give you something only to try to take something else from you, that's not really giving. That's Mm. here take Mm. this Mm -hmm. pushing, and then now give me this and pulling. It's really it's really I'm trying to get something from you, so I'm going to give you something. It's like negotiation or barter, right? So anyhow, I did a lot of, a lot of uh, interviews, a lot of rejections and, you know, I'd had some money saved up. So it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but I have a mortgage. I have a bunch of dogs, I have you know, <laughs> I have a life that I'm, I mean, I guess I didn't have any friends that wanted to hang out because, you know, <laughs> viruses and all that, but, <laughs> but, you know, ultimately it was like, it was like, wow, did life really just stop so that I could take long walks in the woods every day and, and try to find myself. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of it did. But um over the course of that, you know, we met at some point during that time and
2: it and did. really connecting
0: with that community was something that accelerated my learning about myself.
2: Mm. And I think one of the
0: worst things that I ever did was assume that I am alone in my struggle, that I'm the only person like me that mm. nobody could possibly understand. I and mean, the reality is nobody has to understand as long as I understand,
2: mm-hmm. but,
0: but feeling like you're separate from everybody else is like a death sentence yeah. because you'll never feel like you're, you measure up if you are always like segregating yourself outside of the realm of everybody else. Because like, if you look at it, everybody's got problems. Everybody's got good things about themselves, bad things about themselves. Like we kind of run the gamut as people, like we mm-hmm. all have different strengths, different weaknesses and nobody's really better or worse. Mm -hmm. We just, we have different, we have different stacks of, of what we would consider valuable or less valuable traits. And I mean, can you really, can you really like separate people as into high and lower value? Not not really. So, I mean, part of, but part of seeing yourself as worthy is seeing that anything that you really want to change about yourself, you can, you have the power to change that as long as it matters. Like, like maybe somebody's really good at making money, but that's not an inherent trait. They learned it is a mm-hmm. skill,
2: mm-hmm. and so
0: a lot of the things that I would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm not good at this thing." I started to see like that's a skill, and I can learn new skills. It's really not that difficult to learn new skills.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: so I I actually did. I took a, a user experience class and learned a bunch of stuff about that. It was it was really fascinating, but throughout the course of like my fun employment we'll call it during the course of that (laughs) um I not only learned that I am a person who can start a business I I can sell things Mm -hmm. um but also I can learn new things and I really do care about people not just so that they care about me but Mm
2: -hmm. but because
0: I think it's fascinating the science behind why we choose what we choose to do and and all this stuff so so basically I um I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up going through, a, like I said, a year of unemployment, but I was interviewing a lot and I was taking things personally and then taking them through a process of understanding why I felt that way
2: mm-hmm. and
0: using that as a sign of what was broken inside of me that I could fix or what needed healing as opposed mm-hmm. to like what's messed up. I guess I shouldn't use the, the term broken because that kind of sounds like, like I dropped a a nice vase, um, <laughs> right? Like you, know, you said it, earlier,
1: you're not broken. You're just, you know, re- reconnecting to your truth. You know?
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not like you need to. You need to like change yourself in some way. You, you're revealing yourself. Yeah. You're revealing all these gifts that you were actually given. That at some point in time you told yourself, "Well, that's not really that valuable."
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's such a, it's such a shocking thing. Like I would mm-hmm. never have told me five years ago that. That this was going to happen. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I already know what's valuable because I went to school and I learned mm-hmm. a skill so that I can work for somebody for the rest of my life right. and, you know, chase their goals um, and make their goals, my goals. Cause I'm too afraid to own my own goals just in case I don't reach them. I don't want to feel bad about myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, mm-hmm. I found a lot of different ways to dissociate from myself and to try to put things, put obstacles in front of me so that I wouldn't have to look at the stuff that hurt inside.
1: Mm, it's and so, there was a lot of it <laughs> I know right I was gonna say it's so it's so easy how we tend to do that to ourselves and I think because for so long it is unconscious like you said like you know when mm-hmm. you're constantly separating yourself from people I actually did a, an episode about this recently um I was just sharing like you know my journey and process of coming out of that lone wolf syndrome thinking you know basically what you were just saying, like, well, no one can ever understand what I'm feeling or what I'm going through, or like, you know, what I've experienced and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't really until I started putting myself in those communities, like, you know, how we met with, you know, Lacey's community, and really hearing other people's stories, and being in those sacred places where it was safe to be seen and to be heard and to share, um, that I really realized, I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who feels like this. I'm not the only one who's gone through something like this. So I think it it's so important like when we do finally you know you kind of have to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit and you do find those communities that feel aligned that really resonate with you that you're able to feel that sense of I don't want to say wholeness because no one can make you whole except yourself but just I think just allowing yourself to To take away the obstacles initially, you know, to allow yourself to just take away that guise that we kind of put over our eyes for like safety and security, you know. Oh, if I, you know, like again, unconsciously, oh, if all these things are obstacles and challenges in my way then I don't have to really try so hard, you know, like, I don't have to really, I don't have to do the work of healing and really getting down to the root of my hurt and my pain and my fears, you know, I just I'll just use these things that these barriers that tell me that I can't or shouldn't or I won't or whatever the case and I'll just accept that, you know, yes. I have a good excuse for why I'm going to fail
0: at this mm-hmm. thing that I don't even care about to begin with. <laughs> and it's it's so true what you said it, it is allowing it is mm-hmm. the energy of receiving is not a pulling energy it is mm-hmm. it is being in flow it's stillness mm-hmm. and I'm someone who's never found stillness and oh. I was uncomfortable being still <laughs> 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 I would get my downloads I would go running in the woods I'm not even joking like I am like like a woodland nymph I'm running through the woods with my dogs I would get these downloads and I was just like "What?" Is like I would literally my brain and I think it's because once your heart rate and I, I read this I think it's a Daniel Pink book mm. um once your heart rate gives gets above a certain level I think it's 90 beats per minute all your um all of your like uh, fine motor faculties and like the part of your brain that can like, create the anxiety out of nothing they mm-hmm. kind of switch off because you go into that survival mode of like, oh, I, I'm running now. So I'm just gonna activate the parts of my body that need to lift the feet off the ground
2: and, mm-hmm. and breathe.
0: So you get into more of a I don't want to say a relaxed state, but you get into a state of mind where like they say when you when you start to panic, you forget the number to nine one one. It's hard to remember how to like like you can't get your keys mm-hmm. into your lock because mm-hmm. your your fine motor skills are gone and your like short-term memory is like Ugh. Crap! and you're just like gotta do the thing right so i so anyway i get these downloads when i'm running and um and i spent a lot of time last year in the woods which is kind of nice because it, it's like natural sun protection because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i used to run not in the woods and it's really not great for you to be in the sun that that, that much but,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but anyhow like there is something about being in nature for me i think the japanese call it forest bathing that right, is just yeah. so, it's healing. It's just like, this is a place where I'm supposed to be. And I recognized, actually, it's so funny. I used to have dreams about this part of the of the woods and I'd actually gone mountain biking there and I didn't realize I'd been to this um, this park before, um, but I was running by this place and I was having dreams about it. and it, it was so weird because it was really one of, it was a dream that was helping me let go of like mm-hmm. certain things that I had held on to, not realizing I'd held on to them. Um, so I was like literally like working through the stuff that I couldn't let go of while I was out running and in nature and, and basically having fun with my mm. dogs Yeah. and my previous life. I'll call it my previous life. I didn't, I didn't prioritize fun. Um, I saw it as something that was so easy to lose. Like it, it can mm. be taken from you so easily. So people, I don't want to, I don't want to want it because I don't want to have to not, be able to enjoy it. So I just won't allow myself to enjoy it.
2: Mm.
0: If that makes any, it doesn't make any sense, but it does Mm -hmm. make sense to a little kid who doesn't understand why, you know, she might lose out on something that she likes. And it's, it really helps me to, and I'll say this, I'm not done. You're never done, but I'm, I'm learning how to be a little bit more relaxed about the flow every Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm recognizing where my energy is helping and where it is pushing and pulling and where I'm trying out of desperation or out of fear to not allow things. But first you have to recognize when you are like, you have to recognize what it feels like to allow. And Mm. I'll say this and it's going to suck. But when we can't let things go, if you've ever been told, you can't let something go and you think you're letting it go. And you're like, I don't know what this person's talking about. I let mm-hmm. it go. <laughs> the, the the problem with that is you feel like you are not holding on to something, but it keeps coming up for a reason. And these things come up because we're not allowing them. We're, we only allow them conditionally. We allow them if they mean something specific. So we assign meaning to things that happen. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, somebody treated me badly. Well, it must be because I am fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Ugly, fat, too loud, too quiet, not smart enough—like whatever it is, it must have happened because of this. So we think we let it go, but it keeps coming back up. It's—it's it's like rising from the dead. And we're like, why is this bothering me? It's because it's because the conclusion you drew about why it happened is not you allowing it. It's not you accepting it. That's mm-hmm. you deciding that it means something else. That's, That's you that. actually pushing. as you pushing? This idea that sorry we're having a dog emergency it's you pushing an idea about what it means and really letting that sort of stuff sink in means letting go of those conclusions and Mm. and it can be the hardest thing in the world I'll say that allowing letting go all that stuff is the hardest thing in the world because you have to let go of not the person, not what they did to you. You have to let go of your judgment of yourself about it, and it doesn't even feel like you judged yourself at first. You think, "Just mm. I didn't judge myself. That person was mean." Blah blah blah. It shouldn't have done that, and it was unfair, and blah, blah blah. And I believe me, I have gone in circles after circles with myself about certain things.
1: I was gonna say you have to. It's it's that. It's like it's um your ego. So you have to yes. let that go, and that can yes. be very difficult, especially, you know, when you're re, like you said, rediscovering who you are and for so long, your ego has been who you are because it needed to, it needed to be in order to protect you. And now you're having to like, you know, shed those parts of yourself and it can be a little um, triggering, you know, when, when, Mm -hmm. when you're in that process of acceptance and and letting go. Yeah. It's so
0: hard because you don't see it at first and you can't Mm -hmm. force it. You can't fix yourself overnight. And see, that's one of the things, one of the things that I did is basically every day I would wake up and be like, Oh no, it's already Monday. The week's almost over. (laughs) And like, Oh, I've got to do these things before the week's over. I was running myself ragged trying to, you know, trying to fix these things you know, Mm -hmm. It was, it was such a desperation, such a frazzled energy of like, let's just do all the things that I was really sapping a lot of enjoyment out of things that I should have enjoyed. And I Mm -hmm. wasn't able to just sit back and enjoy certain things. And I will, you know, granted, I was having a lot of issues with like some days um, when my neck would be bad, I would have really bad brain fog, or Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really be able to move a lot, or it would just, everything felt like bad. So I I had a, a few days, you know, quite a few days that we're not comfortable. And I was just like, you know, this is miserable and blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. but the, the solution to all of that isn't like feeling sorry for yourself. The solution to all of that isn't saying, well, I could fix this, but it would be too expensive. So I'm not going to, mm-hmm. the proper solution to that is I'm worth it. I don't care what it takes. Yeah, I don't care what anybody else thinks. It's worth it to me to be whole and complete. And Mm. to uncover that, if it means going broke, fine, because at least, at least I have myself Mm -hmm. because if I have money, but I have nothing else, I am the poorest sap out there. Mm. I am so poor if all I have is money. Mm. And, and, And that's true. There's, there's this thing that I, I downloaded that I realized you have to be willing to lose everything except yourself. That means Mm. any job, any friend, any lover, any person in your life, any possession that you own, any, any professional certification, any aspiration, be willing to lose everything but yourself. Mm. And that is how you will set yourself free because it is the truth, isn't it? It feels bad at first. And then you realize like, wait, but what is it all for? Mm Mm-hmm. And sure, yeah, it's a lot easier to sit in them. I I guess, I'm guessing it's a lot easier to sit in a big house with a bunch of money with a Lamborghini in the driveway. Sure, it's probably pretty easy to do that. But, like, realistically speaking, how many like nights by a bonfire have you had that Mm -hmm. you're pretty sure feel better than sitting by yourself in a mansion with a Ferrari that where you're going to go?
2: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: it's two inches off the ground. You're going to, you're going to scrape it all over everything if you drive. (laughs) Mm. So, you know, really, like, there's so much stuff that seems like it'd be fun to have, but it's not it's not more fun to have than freedom.
1: Mm -hmm. than wholeness, yeah. Wholeness, yes. Then
0: then just just having yourself and being able to be at peace. Mm. Because I think I fooled myself into thinking, because I did, and I remember telling myself this so many times, (laughs) all I have to do is all of the stuff until the day that I'm finally worth, I don't know. It it was literally like my brain would fuzz out at the end of that thought, but the Mm. thought was, as soon as i reach a certain level then everything will be fine
1: right right and right. i didn't
0: know what that level was it was some amount of money it was some amount of possessions it was some amount of everything but it always changed it was always mm. oh well i should i should wear that outfit and then people would respect me more but if i had this job then maybe people would like, respect me more and i should have this title and maybe i should get another degree no i don't want another degree i want a different job and a different Place. Yes, that'll work. I need a different car. Hmm, what else can I change? Maybe I should start doing a different exercise. Yes, right, I'll get right. another dog. You know, it was all these things. I kept piling on and piling on, and all of it was to kind of create like the noise to distract myself from the fact that I was getting so far away from who I really was and what I really cared about. Mm-hmm. And like literally in the last few months, I've been trying to do that thing, to clear out. You know, and I'm, I mean, I have thrown away things that I was like, wow. I thought back to the moment I bought them and I just I was appalled, and I was like, wow, I really thought that that was going to change my life. Mm. I cannot believe that I thought that owning this thing was going to change who I was, that somehow I was going to be cooler, that people were going to like me all of a sudden. Like,
1: <laughs> But I mean, you have to think about it too. It's like all day long, we're being programmed essentially to want yes. these things and once you get this and once you get that then you know like you're, whatever the case may be that, that they tell us that we're that's gonna happen afterwards you know yes you sell
0: a, <laughs> you don't sell a product you sell a feeling yeah you sell a lifestyle yeah you sell somebody something intangible And then they buy whatever tangible thing you want to
1: right that that you've connected to it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's, it's amazing. But once you start to figure out how you've been programmed Mm -hmm. and truly we program ourselves, you know, once it's the process starts and we learn from our caretakers, you know, no, no disrespect intended, but we learn from our caretakers how to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, how many people's parents were like 19, 20 years old, you know, very young. (laughs) I mean, geez, I'm, I'm pretty old. I'm 37, and I don't have it all You're figured not out yet. Imagine <laughs> that I had to suddenly take care of like other people, mm-hmm. and I had to teach them how to take care of themselves. But it's not within me.
2: Right. So
0: this exactly. is the this is the key. Like I would always tell myself, "Oh, I can." I would always tell myself, "I was a loving girlfriend." Oh, I do all these things for them. Why don't they love me? Blah blah blah. You can't give what you don't have to give. You no. are not already giving it to yourself. You are not giving love. You are giving uh, attention, but is it attention that feels good? Mm -hmm. You are giving feedback, but is it feedback that feels good? How do you know these things? And and truthfully, if I'm being really honest with myself and I'm calling myself out right now, I I don't think I've ever really understood love. Like I You're not the only
1: one. You're not the only one. I know but,
0: (laughs) but when I think about so one of the things that I did, I, I really focused on like reparenting myself or like mm-hmm. going through my, my process and trying to understand the, the, who I was when I was programmed to believe that I wasn't enough mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of like discharging the anger that I had for my parents. And, you know, truthfully, everyone makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I am not like the least maker of mistakes. I do not make the least number of mistakes with everyone. So I am guilty of mistakes as well. But what really helped me to kind of like leapfrog over that stuff, I guess, or I guess trudge through it like a, like a little warrior, um, <laughs> uh, was the idea. So I imagined myself as a kid and what I needed at that point. But then I also imagined myself seeing myself as the child and providing for that child, what she needed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an out-of-body experience, but it really helped me to see that that I all the times I thought I was loving people, I was pitying them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they weren't responding the way I thought they would when I loved them. Because when we think we're being compassionate, but it's a feeling that we're afraid of, which for me was basically all feelings. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we are actually just pitying them. And so we might think we're being super compassionate. But like, for example, if, if someone's parent dies and you're terrified of like your own parents dying, because there's this idea of like, you know, obviously like you're losing a loved one, but also, you know, security, what am I going to do? All these things. There's all this dogma attached to the idea of death, especially in our culture. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of different cultures that respect life and death and they teach more about that. But me and my upbringing specifically, that was like a big, oh no, you know, it was, it was very emotionally charged when we're afraid and when, when somebody else going through an emotion causes us to feel fear, shame, pain, whatever, we try to do whatever we can to make it stop. Like we just want them to not hurt anymore. And it comes from a a nice place. Like we're trying to be kind,
1: right? Right. We are,
0: but we're, instead of allowing them to have that experience, we're trying to take it away from them. And so with my like own inner child, I had been trying to take away that pain and like make it better instead of coaching her through it. Mm -hmm. And so that's, Learning how to coach myself through a feeling helped me to realize, like, oh, no, I have not, I have not been responsive to people's feelings the way that I thought I was. You know, I thought I am being so compassionate and loving and I'm trying to help them through it. And I'm like, the, the, trying to help, what are those words saying? <laughs> I am trying to stop them from feeling their feelings because mm-hmm. I am afraid of my feelings especially Mm -hmm. the uncomfortable ones like shame and pain, you know, those are things that I never properly learned how to handle.
2: Mm -hmm. So
0: as a Mm -hmm. result, me being so afraid of them, when I, when I came up to something like that, my inner child was like, just, just stomp through it and splash in all the puddles. And we'll get to the other side of it and go faster. And here's the thing to do this, do that, do this. (laughs) Going all over the place and just trying to be more active, like, do more things. Be more active.
1: Right. Be more busy.
0: Yes, and it didn't help at all. And and it started to. I started to understand more. Like, wow, maybe this is why people respond to me the way that they do because I'm so uncomfortable around feelings that I try to like distract from the mm. bad feelings. Like, oh, something bad just happened. Let's go do something fun. And people are like, hi. Um, my eyes are faucets. I need to feel my feelings, and I'm like, no, you don't. Let's go have fun. Who needs them? Uh, you know. I'm Now, has it like,
1: always been like that, or do you feel like that was more exasperated after your head injury?
0: So, after the head injury, I'll be honest. I basically didn't like have emotions for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I had no access to them. So it was like that forever. Okay. Um, I developed like attachment wounds really early on, so I didn't relate to other people very strongly. So after the concussion, it got a lot. Worse, most mm-hmm. mostly because I just would sit there and like I don't know how to describe it to you. I guess um, here's a good way. Uh, my great grandmother died, and I went to the funeral, and I just sort of sat there like staring to her head, and then I noticed people crying, and I was like, "Oh no, what do I do?" Mm. I literally, this my voice in my head was like, "How do I look sad? I need to look mm. sad." And it was like, "Wait a minute, why are we, why are we negotiating this in our head right now?" Mm -hmm. How are there more than one people that I'm negotiating with up here? (laughs) What is going on folks? And it was, it was like this, this realization, like, oh no, I don't have access to like what these things mean. I couldn't interpret feelings Mm -hmm. and social situations. So that, that wasn't great. But once those started to sort of come back, I had lost a lot of like the, uh, the will to uh, ignore them. Basically, like I, I grew up with the will to ignore the uncomfortable feelings, thinking mm-hmm. that if I just did enough, they'd go away. <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> it got worse because they had to, because mm-hmm. the further I got from those feelings, the further I got from my actual like onboard computer, like the onboard navigation system is our emotions. Our emotions mm-hmm. are in- are intended to yeah. inform us as to the things that are good for us and not good for us. So when we are disconnected from the, those emotions, or when we feel like, oh, if someone ignores us, we should try harder to get their attention. Right. Oh, I mean, girl! I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want purpose because I know that feeling. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> when we do stuff like that, yeah, we, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. That that is just a symptom of our internal navigation being programmed wrong. Yep. And what? what our emotions are supposed to do is let us know, Hey, this doesn't feel good that this person's ignoring me. Mm -hmm. Perhaps this is not the person that is going to be able to fill this need for me. And truly we need to be filling our own needs. We can't be running around like starving and looking for a good restaurant. Like, I mean, if you're really that hungry, basically (laughs) anything is fine. Don't like, don't go shopping when you're hungry. I did that today. And I have a lot of cookies in my house right
1: I bet now. You do. And chips and all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, it's
0: bad. I never do this. I, I always say that, but I'm lying. I, I do this <laughs> if I am really hungry and I go shopping, and I I do not think that I do this, but I come home and I'm like, who bought this? Mm-hmm. It's clearly not one of the dogs. Because oh, you're they don't like, we're grocery so. shopping,
1: but I don't have any food. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like- <laughs> it's,
0: It's almost hilarious, but it's like, but it's like, all right, hang on. Like, why? So here's mm-hmm. one of the tools I started to use when I do something like this is, which is kind of a boneheaded thing to do. It's like, oh my, really should have stopped putting things in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> I should have stuck to a list instead of saying I should have. Like, oh, maybe next time I'll have more success if I do these things.
2: Mm. So
0: one of the like the tools I guess is after something happens when you want to be like berating yourself or I did mm-hmm. this all oh, wrong. Oh, I shouldn't have done it. Uh, It's like you have to kind of stop that pattern because basically, we're punishing ourselves, we're punishing ourselves for not doing it right. How can I do it better next time? And then you make the agreement with yourself, I'm going to do this better next time. And you stop holding yourself responsible for your mistakes in the same way you hold yourself accountable for doing it right. Mm -hmm. And the language is just slightly different, but it means everything. Because, like, I like to say that when we say things, we're casting spells, we're not just saying Mm -hmm. it like you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but like, <laughs> but what you are, that's the thing is we use language to try to weasel our way out of admitting to what we're doing to ourselves, but mm-hmm. it betrays us because
1: we use language to distract. Yes. Mm.
0: It's, we often can't hide ourselves that much, even if we don't want to see it, it'll come out somewhere. That's why journaling is such an important tool that I use because I also mm-hmm. do the journaling thing when we allow ourselves to just write everything we're thinking and we go back and read it, let's say it's six months later, we read it. Number one, you can see how far you've come. Number two, mm-hmm. you start to see the patterns that you don't see on any given day. You know, like I I'll probably, especially with the concussion, I was very repetitive. I like, I was having memory problems and I, a lot of people that were in my life at the time were like, Oh, I didn't want to say anything. Cause you know, I didn't want to be like embarrassed. I'm like, but you knew I had a head injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then I was repeating myself all the time. Why didn't you say something? And I'm like, I mean, it's not my job. And I, you know, it's stuff like that, that I realized, like, they're not wrong. It mm-hmm. is not their job to tell you that you're repeating things. And it's true that it probably feels awkward for somebody who doesn't know me all that well mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, um, you should probably get that checked out. Cause you know, I was a 31, 32 year old woman who had fallen directly on her head mountain biking. Mm. And I should have known how to go to a doctor problem is when you go to a doctor and you have a profession, um, it is kind of difficult to like convince the doctor that you need treatment because doctors, you know, bless their hearts. Mm-hmm. They like to tell you, go home and sit in a dark room until it goes away. And that doesn't, um, work very well or for mm-hmm. everybody, like, mm-hmm. and I, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but I will just say concussions are no joke. Um, post-concussive disorder, not a joke, mm. but it, it can be very difficult and very isolating to go through something like that because you don't have, you don't really have a good, um, if you don't have people that like live with you or are comfortable telling you like, hi, you are acting like a weirdo, right? you will go through and do all these things. And then like, you don't have that feedback. loop. And maybe thankfully I have like, I have holes in my memory of things that people were like, Hey, do you remember when we did this thing? And I'm like, no. What? And they have pictures. And I'm like, <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs>
0: it wasn't me. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't know who that is. It looks like me, but it must not be me. Cause I don't remember it. And, and truthfully even today, even today. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Like I, um, someone was like, Hey, I know this thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'll even, I'll tell them like, Hey, I I'm missing some memories from like about the last five or six years. So just mm. cause it honestly, when I, when somebody brings something up and I realize that I don't remember it, and like I, I tell them, like, I believe you, I just I don't want to talk about this anymore because I'll stop mm-hmm. crying. Like it makes mm-hmm. me really sad because it feels like, um, well, anytime you don't feel well or you're you're sick, you know, it it doesn't feel good. It's mm-hmm. a terrible feeling to not be well. But also like it feels like I shouldn't have let it happen. There's still this part of me that's like, oh, I should have, I should have gotten different help. I should have done, you know, I should have prevented it. Mm-hmm. It's that not wanting mm-hmm. to just allow it to have happened and to have been, and, and maybe this just is because I haven't gotten all the lessons out of it. So that's the other mm, thing.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yes. So, so anytime I haven't, anytime something keeps coming up, it's coming up for a reason. Mm. And it's usually coming up to help us to learn more about ourselves. It's not coming up so that we feel bad all over again for mm. making a mistake or screwing something up for not trying hard enough. It's really kind of like, Like, if you think about life is just like a game, if life is a game and you're supposed to try to learn a skill Mm -hmm. and, and you keep like repeating this level and you keep like refusing to learn the skill, you're not going to get above this level and you're going to get upset that like, why, why can't I just get past this level? But like, Mm -hmm. we don't recognize the different levels. So, so if we're repeating stuff and we're thinking to ourselves like, oh, this is just unfair, blah, blah, blah. It's really like life is saying, hi, you actually need to master the skill in order to get to the next level. So we're going to have to like doing this. It's going to seem real weird and like Mm -hmm. deja vu, but it's because you need to learn how to process this, not how to feel bad about yourself, not how to, you know, kowtow to other people's desires. You need to learn how to stand on your own two feet and be confident in who you Mm -hmm. are. And, And if you don't know who you are, you can't be confident, number one. Number two, what's within you, is the only thing that you can actually give other people. So you can't actually be loving other people if you don't love yourself because mm. you have no practice doing it. You're doing something. You're giving. You're giving to them. But it's more like you're pushing your own brand yeah. of care onto them. But does it even suit them? Do they even want it? Like, and if they don't want it, stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you want a relationship with them, figure out what works for them. Like this. This whole this skill of like human negotiation. Rarely do we think about it in the term. In that in that terms, like once we kind of get out of our like cocoon of our our upbringing, we kind of just go move through life, and I guess do whatever's familiar or whatever works, or we yeah. just accept how it is. And it's kind of like there's so many other skills we can learn, so mm. many skills, but but it really takes that awareness of like things could be different. You can mm. learn the skill instead of like oh I suck I'm gonna have to fix myself in order to like do anything better or different. And and for me personally, I was so so fixated on like. I have to just achieve things i'm gonna achieve things because i thought i would feel better at some level of achievement and i didn't um, <laughs> even even when i was supposed to be happy about things i remember people looking at me like they're like congratulations <laughs> and they're like they're like you're not even happy and i'm like i'm working mm. i'll be happy later
1: like mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. putting our happiness
1: <laughs> like, on the back burner yo I'm- yeah Whew, been there and definitely done that. You know, you had touched on something earlier that I wanted to kind of circle back to when you were talking about, you know, like giving, trying to give love to people when we haven't really even done that, that inner work on ourselves to love ourselves. And like, I, I came into that realization of myself when I started down my own spiritual journey and I and I was learning to love myself. And, and I thought it was very ironic because I've never been in like a traditional relationship or a long-term relationship or anything like that. And I used to kind of have like a lot of a shadow around that. I'm like, oh, all my friends, you know, they're this, that, they're engaged, blah, blah, blah. And once I kind of started down deeper on this path and really getting to know myself, rediscovering myself, as you said earlier, um, I kind of really came into the awareness. I'm like, wow, these people, they're just... Parroting or mimicking things that were taught to them, you know, things that were mirrored to them, showed to, shown to them, but they haven't actually done that inner work to to love themselves from a really rooted and grounded and and whole place to even be able to give that love out, you know. Yes. And and I really had to like accept that and come into peace with that. It's like I'm building a relationship with myself, and and like you said earlier, like that's more valuable than anything on this planet like if you don't have yourself like what do you have and oftentimes we just excuse me we just um we we find that and we we find that in other people and we think that that's love yeah and I just thought to myself I'm like wow how many of these people have really actually experienced love like yes they've been in x amount of relationships but that doesn't mean you've actually been in love or have felt love you know and and I think as from a societal point of view, we think that, you know, oh, by this age, you know, you're supposed to have gotten married and have the kids and done the thing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there are so many people who are just living in that hamster wheel, I call it the hamster wheel of life, yes. just living the in expectations. that cycle. Yeah. Living out yes. of expectations and yes. not, not really knowing who they are or or really what they want. Yes. And And I think that that's a vicious cycle. I I love that you brought that up
0: because it's, um, I like to think of myself as an advocate for self-care
2: because I literally
0: came from a place where I did not care about myself. I felt like it was inappropriate for me to care about myself because I was Mm -hmm. clearly just the worst ever. And if I ever cared about myself, then people would make sure that I was aware, Like, like I was, I had this fear that, um, that I would be basically called like, um, like self-centered or you know you're so full of yourself and and realistically like the universe sent me my biggest fears <laughs> mm. um, because there's no reason to be afraid of that mm-hmm. another person's opinion of me is none of my business um, and it has everything to do with their view of the world and it's happening to them for them so that they can break out of the prison that they have created for themselves in their own mind mm-hmm. so by that token um i had to learn self-care all over again um well For the first time but as an adult (laughs) (laughs) and you know something that i will admit right here i have thought that i was very caring and loving and you know i thought that i was that kind of a partner great Mm -hmm. great whatever um i was emotionally avoidant and attempting to fill the void with uh, service acts of service and um being awesome because apparently Mm -hmm. if you are awesome people will like you and want to be around (laughs) you except when you're so busy being awesome no one can get a chance to get to know you and since mm-hmm. you are terrified of them getting to know you because you're worried that they're going to figure out that you're so terrible because you believe you're terrible mm-hmm. um it doesn't it doesn't uh bode well I'll say like mm-hmm. I have lots of cool hobbies I've I've accomplished some really awesome stuff but like none of that really matters all that much so I've I've um kind of taken my practice I guess of figuring out who I am and turn into kind of an advocate for self-care, starting mm-hmm. with things that you can do, you know, journaling. Um, I love dry brushing, mm-hmm. um, wash and massage. It, like you massage basically like uh, on your face, mm-hmm. there's like, these stones, you do your face, your feet, regular massage, which has just been super helpful for my, uh, for my neck injury, taking baths, uh, applying body butter. I make it myself, mm-hmm. I make bath bombs. So Right, talk like, about I, I, that. Talk yeah, about your so, bath bombs. So, Oh goodness. So me and businesses, (laughs) I mean, this, this year specifically, um, if I can just touch on another thing with the the self-care, I like to say that I'm advocating for self-care. I want to help guide people to align themselves with their inner voices. Mm -hmm. But through this process, I've recognized that nothing I say, like everything I say is important, but nothing in particular that I say is necessarily going to be the thing that flips the switch for somebody. Mm -hmm. I, I have to allow so basically I have to put things out there and allow that the people who need to hear it are gonna hear it. And the mm-hmm. people who, you know, who it's not for, I need to not try to push onto them. Mm-hmm. So that has been a big lesson for me because, you know, I um, I don't wanna call it like instant gratification, but a lot of the time when you're trying to help people, um, and this was very, very true for me, I wasn't sure. I was all scared and worried. So even like I would read tarot cards for people and I was always worried that they thought that I was like, making it up or, you know, that I, you know, and I, I would start of try to get feedback from them. Just like, um, I, do you hate me now? Like, are you <laughs> going to be my friend? Like, do I have to go hide under a rock? And like, invariably it was, I should probably hide under a rock. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should get a bigger rock to hide under so that I can take some snacks and I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I use a lot of things as like tools to realign myself with, my own intuition and mm-hmm. and the things that kind of come to me and tarot tarot reading is one of them but also you know the, the bath products the body products one of the biggest things that we fail to do when we think we're taking care of other people and we're trying to do all this stuff for other people we're not taking care of ourselves and mm-hmm. we are running ourselves ragged we're not getting enough sleep we're eating like garbage all the time like you know we're like a bunch of nocturnal animals like perched on the edge of like a trash can just like nibbling on things like that's how I imagine myself in the middle of the night when I get up, and I'm just like I look like an animal I'm just I'm like no one can see this no one can see this like my mascara is all under my eyeballs I'm like <laughs> eating well I don't really keep bad food in my house so I'm eating health food in the middle of the night because like anyhow um I started to, to really reconnect with the part of me that loves routine and. Um, I realized like my skin has been so dry and I get so itchy and all these things. And I Mm -hmm. started, I started like making, um, it was really, it was so funny. My brother suggested of all things. And I had a friend that was taking a lot of baths because she didn't actually have a shower. She's from Mm -hmm. a different country where they don't have showers as commonly. And it was like the universe had put all these things in front of me and I was just missing every sign because it was dark, (laughs) you know, and I wasn't looking out the window. And then my brother suggested like, why do you make bath bombs? I was like, well, that'd be fun. And he has kids and they like bath bombs and it's like a thing that kids like. So mm-hmm. I started looking into it. Um, I guess he was probably thinking a little bit more along the lines of make them for kids, make them mm-hmm. fun. And I was thinking along the lines of, I should use really good oils and really like um colloidal oatmeal is one of the things that I use. I should use stuff that's really mm-hmm. good for my skin because maybe I can fix this. And so admittedly, there's that word again, you know. <laughs> I, I was having I would get so itchy. Um I had like the KP bumps on my arms, on my legs. I, mm. I was getting like itchy hives and like oh it was terrible like welts all along my body, probably a stress, probably a little <laughs> bit of my skin was incredibly dry. Um but over the course of this year I started a business and <laughs> and I'm laughing because I have this personality where I just do things mm-hmm. and um I call it, call it being silly, whatever you want to call it. But I do things before I think about whether or not I should, or if they're a good idea. And I think that that's actually a really good thing because Mm -hmm. there is, I'm, I'm very, very hard on myself. I always have been, you're familiar, I think, because you're fairly similar to perfectionism, (laughs) right? We talked about that a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. So I have that perfectionist streak that comes in later and like, just like complains about everything, like, oh my gosh, this place is a mess. You're sitting over there eating trash. what are you doing, Diane? And I'm just like, wow, it's delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, no, clean this up. So I have this like inner monologue mm-hmm. where I'm all these different things. But luckily I'm I'm silly enough to have just, I just or impulsive. That's the right word. I'm impulsive enough to just have started a business. I just registered for a business. I don't even know how I knew how. I didn't. Let's be honest, I didn't know how, I just did it. I had a ping a few years ago to like learn how to build websites. I'm not mm-hmm. even joking. Like I had to look back in hindsight. In hindsight, the whole constellation is there. But at the moment you get that big flash of light. Mm-hmm. Um that I'll just describe it that way. A ping is like just this big idea, just flash idea. And it's a like big light. And you're like, wow, I should do this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is how it works for me basically. I have these flashes of light punctuating my life, and I like over here and I learned this thing. I'm like, Oh, that was fun. And I go over here and learn another thing. And yes, I am ADHD, but you know, that's the point. The point is that over time, all these little things taught me skills and I learned these skills. And then I started this business and I'm like, wait, did I just register a business? I did. Oh my word. I can build a website. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, it's not that great. And I think part of my self-care is going to be to have somebody do it for me. Um, yeah, it's, I think, I think that what the universe is kind of giving to me, gifting to me was the opportunity to see that anything I want to do, I can do. Mm -hmm. And when I start to give myself the confidence of like, yeah, I can do this. I mean, maybe it was fooling me a little bit, but it was all of a sudden starting this business was like, oh, learn how to make bath bombs and stuff. Okay. Mm I'm, I'm good at hyper-focus and I, I reading Mm -hmm. about oils and different like, additives and things you can put in to help your skin and like how you do this and that. And I was like, wow, this is great. I'm going to like do this. And I started taking a lot of baths and it really did help. And I was like, wow, I should make more things. I started making body butters and lip balms and all kinds of like awesome stuff. And I was mm-hmm. enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. They're getting really creative. And, you know, so, so basically I, um, one day I signed up to do farmer's markets and then I was like, I actually did that. And I, oh. I, was like a little bit of panic, but I have this ability to panic and just do it anyway. So I yeah. did. And um, it was super fun. And another thing about me is I'm really creative. Um, I've always been, I think it's something that was existed a lot in shadow. Um, my mom was an artist growing up and I feel like there was a part of me that like wanted her approval. Mm. And, you know, there's just a thing where sometimes you know, when somebody's like competing with you. I think sometimes people can't acknowledge the competition let's say and I don't want to say I'm competing with my mom and mm-hmm. I am not but you know I, th- I think it can be difficult if you if if you have a thing and it's your thing and then somebody else does the thing too imitation is the sincerest form of flattery mm. but not like somebody legit copying you it's legit mm-hmm. like oh hi I'm also interested in this thing and you've inspired me and we should do this thing and if you are insecure you say no it's fine I am the only person who can do it, with call it gatekeeping. <laughs> so um, so I, I also, I had been practicing graphic design. I don't, I guess it was the user experience course that I had taken last year that kind of got me into the mindset of like, hey, I should um I should start designing things because mm-hmm. I like doing it. And then I started designing journal pages because I was I was journaling a lot. And I'm like, oh, I should do this. And I started putting it together. And my website's changed up a little bit a few times, sorry. But also, um. But I, I built a website initially I was doing daily tarot. I, I was, posting moon rituals. I kind of, I stopped doing a lot of that and tried to gear it more toward the bath bomb thing and the okay. journaling. Um, so it's in a state of flux at the moment. And the reason for that was because it was confusing. Um, I still haven't figured out how to put a store on it. Like mm-hmm. for some reason, things are very disjointed. It might just be because it's a WordPress hosted thing, but that's why I was thinking. You know, if I just have somebody else integrate all this stuff for me, that would save me a lot because basically it's been on my mind for three months, mm-hmm. and I just I was just like, oh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But part of being kind to myself has been recognizing and acknowledging when I'm overwhelmed yeah. by something and where where my energy can be better spent doing something productive and mm. where I can use the resources that the universe has given me to have something done that makes me more productive, that makes me calm, that helps to keep me in the flow, mm.
2: basically.
0: And it's I that allowing that. energy. Yes, yeah. it's the allowing I don't know energy. If you've
1: um done the up level workshop in Lacey's work? Yes, like twenty times, but it's yes. updated. But have she you has checked out been- it like, recently. No, I haven't checked. Oh, no, check it. It's updated. Oh, okay. But you know, she has that section where it says delegate and detox.
0: Yes. And that's literally, I will tell you what I said when, so, okay. I started doing up level last summer, right after I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I just need up level. (laughs) 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 Oh, girl. no, you need to investigate how you got down here. It's basically trying to dig yourself out of a hole. Mm -hmm. so um, it it took me months I'm not I'm I'm not even ashamed of myself anymore it took me months to realize you know I should should really go into rock bottom Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to know what it was going to feel like to admit I was in a rock bottom that was scary and bad and horrible and I was like but this means I'm gonna die penniless (laughs) and alone and sad and (laughs) raining and I'm under a bridge telling riddles (laughs) but no I still tell the riddles, uh, but I'm not living under a bridge. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. It, I had so much stuck to that. I had so much stuck to that. I needed for me to feel safe, I needed to feel like I was accomplishing something.
2: Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
0: growing up, I felt like I had to be moving. If I could, yeah. just, if I could just stay kinetic, then nothing will catch up to me. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever seen a car on fire, um the people in the car feel like everything's fine until they stopped. They don't see that like hey, um flames are shooting out 30 feet behind your car. Mm-hmm like maybe you can like jump out while you're still moving so the flames go away but like nothing was fine it was still on fire mm-hmm. but it from that perspective of being in the car you're like it's not hot here yet like well it will be when it explodes <laughs> And, you know, I was the driver of that car and the car was on fire. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I just need to like get a better car. <laughs> and it was like, you, you, you do realize the car's on fire in this analogy, right? Like, so your nicer car will be on fire, like, mm-hmm. but it goes fast. You know, it was this whole mental, like mental it's gymnastics. not wanting to
1: see yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I thought I could get away with not seeing myself and, surprise, surprise. Why do I pick partners that didn't see me? Because Mm. I was uncomfortable with the idea of being seen. Mm. Because I thought if someone could see me, they would see how bad I was, how I wasn't deserving of things. But that comes from somewhere. It doesn't Mm. come from other people. It comes from within. Because the truth is, the way you see yourself is the way you project yourself. Because we don't know any different. We can't be good, loving people, kind people, if we're not that way to ourselves. We can be nice, because nice describes Transactions. Right, oh, this right, was a quote, nice like, quote, transaction. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We're being nice. But nice expect something in return.
2: Mm-hmm. Kind
0: is what you do out of gratitude for you know, your life for being here. Kind is something you offer to the universe, knowing that you will receive without having to work. Like mm-hmm. at that receiving, not saying that, like, I'm just gonna sit here and just money's gonna fall on my lap.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It can, it can. I'm not gonna bank on that. Unintended. <laughs> but but you know, like it like from my previous example of like having an Etsy store, like that literally I did work. It's not mm-hmm. like I didn't do work. I was sewing masks like a crazy person. But it came from a place of true caring about people that I mm-hmm. loved. And then people I didn't even love, but I liked and I didn't want to die and stuff like this. So like mm-hmm. it, it came from a good place. And me not wanting to take money for them was me not wanting to allow other people to offer. So I was basically trying to block their energy. They were trying to show gratitude and I was trying to block it because I was in the give and take or really the push and pull. And I was like, I was like, push my energy out there and then run away and try to get it to not catch me. And, and it was because I didn't want somebody to then, you know, if, if I'm pushing, I don't want like that push to come back and not. Be over. It's like being in the ocean and you're like, well, I mean, there's gonna come a wave and it's gonna hit me and I'm gonna go down and it's gonna be 20 feet of water ahead of me. And, so it's safer to just push energy out there and then run away. And, say, mm-hmm. oh, I don't expect anything in return. I'm just going to go cry myself to sleep for the rest of my life. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> and, you know, that's not fair. And the thing is, people that have a more connected sense of self, mm-hmm. they recognize that. And they don't They don't want to be taking things from you.
2: Right, because right. it's not
0: receiving. When you give them something like that and then run away, you don't allow them to show their gratitude, you're, <laughs> you're basically you're basically making them accept something. You're pushing energy onto them. You're pushing expectation onto them. And they're like, it doesn't feel good for them either. Mm
2: -hmm. So it's like
0: you do something because you're like, Oh, I want to help people, but I can't allow them to enrich my life because Mm -hmm. that means that I wasn't able to do it by myself. And that was kind of like at the core of that. I had been telling myself my entire life, as long as I never have to let anybody get close enough to see me. I'll be fine. And I legit thought that I could like have long-term relationships <laughs> and it'll be fine. I will just like, I don't know how I, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense now that I have this perspective, mm. but I've never, I've never had, um, that much closeness with myself to really understand what I was trying to do, but I was trying to just do enough for somebody else that they would be okay with me not showing up. Like, Hey, I'll shop. I'll take you to the airport whenever you need it. I'm going to make you stuff. I'm going to cook for you. Like we're going to have all kinds of fun, but I can't handle emotions. So mm, wow. just, I'm going to give you all this stuff. Do not expect anything from me because like, this is what I can do. It's all I can do. Mm. And, and because I was so ashamed of all I could do, I couldn't allow, I couldn't allow anything to come into my life. I had to control it. I had to direct it. Okay. You go there. Now you do this. You do this. You do this. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not for you. And it was it's you know it and it doesn't it doesn't feel like that when you're in it. It feels mm-hmm. like I'm being so nice and people are so mean and they don't care and they're taking advantage of me and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, we always say, Well, if he would just if he would just what? Because if you got that, you find something else to be upset about. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Like if I'm calling myself out because I had all these situations in my head where I thought, oh yeah, this would, to- this dynamic would be totally different if this happened. <clears throat> mm. I don't know how the dynamic would change if I didn't change because my big immovable mass of energy that will not allow anything to go past it, the river has to flow around. It. I mean, redirecting the river so that more goes on one side and less on the other, how does that change anything?
2: Mm-hmm. It just,
0: you know, starts to spin because now you got more force on this side, less on that side. Now we're spinning. We. May be fun for a little while, but ultimately, in order to really get into a flow and really change the way that your energy interacts with other people, you have to change yourself. Yeah, you can't wow. force other people to change. You think that you're going to. You think that it's fair. Like, I mean, I have I've bargained with myself so much. I'm basically a one person market for energy, and yet it doesn't do anything for me. It, the instant I stopped trying to bargain and said, "You know what? I'm just going to do it." Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's funny. I'm laughing about it again, because I'm like, I don't know what came over me. And like, maybe nothing came over you. Maybe it was in you this whole time. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's just like, (laughs) Mm
2: -mm -mm -mm. it's just like,
0: wow. So I'm like a pebble in this river that has now, like, I I was a boulder. And once I allowed all that other, all that rock to just kind of get like tumbled away, like wow I'm a pretty smooth stone over here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Stone
1: <cold. laughs> oh yeah, man it, wow this has been such a beautiful conversation it um, has thank you so much I mean thank you for your can is that right that's my word right, candidcy your Candid- candidness there you go thank you so yes. much for your candidness and your honesty, you know, and just sharing your story. And I think so many people are going to resonate with it and just relate to it, you know, and so um, so just one last thing before our, you know, we kind of start to close out. I'm curious, what advice would you have for someone who may be interested in getting into tarot or just wanting to connect with their intuition more? That's a really good question. So I think that
0: tarot is a great tool. Um, mm-hmm. If you have religious things and you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Um, I think the biggest thing about self care and about tools like this is they don't have to be appropriate for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if it feels wrong to you, don't do it because somebody else said oh it's cool. You know. <clears throat> the second thing is um, that there are rules about it. If you're gonna do it do not read for people who don't give you permission because consent is a very, very important thing. And and the second thing about that number two is do not try to read your future. Mm. What you're looking for isn't reassurance that everything's going to be okay. What you're looking for are clues to the path ahead.
2: Mm. And
0: sometimes the universe gives you flashes of things. Like I used my example of the Etsy store that I was, I tried to force it to heaven. I tried to open one, I couldn't figure out anything to sell, I let Mm. it go. We can't always interpret the signs. We have to start, we have to learn how to recognize when our interpretation is coming from fear. So Mm. we try to reassure ourselves that the tarot isn't necessarily going to reassure you. It's, it basically provides a a framework of a parable. It describes the fool's journey, fool not being a bad term. The fool is like um, a new person full of life and energy and enthusiasm. So Tarot basically describes a journey through life and self-discovery and mastery, and in it comes all the whole spectrum of emotions. There's a lot of the tarot cards that people interpret as negative, and a lot of them think it's bad things. And if I read tarot for someone, like, well, when am I going to meet the love of my life? And I'm like, well, she's sitting right there. So uh, I hope you're somewhat acquainted because mm-hmm. once you learn who you are and realize the love you you can have for yourself, mm-hmm. things happen and and it's just, if you're not, every person you meet before you learn to love yourself is not going to be the person that loves you because you're looking for the wrong thing. You're looking for someone to love you whole.
2: Mm. You
0: need to look for wholeness so that you can give of that wholeness to other people. So, so I would say if you're looking to read, you know, to try to get an idea for what your ex is doing, like I did initially,
2: <clears throat>
0: turning myself in, um, you can't read for people like that. You can't, I mean, you can, you can try using it like that, but it's not a tool that I think is good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't personally, that's part of my, like part of my, uh, my deal part of my deal is that there's an ethic to it. Ethical mm-hmm. principle of, you know, don't, don't force that energy. Don't try to pull that energy from people recognize what's appropriate for you to know and try to keep it, try to keep it useful. You know, mm-hmm practice getting into yourself and how you feel about it. Because let's say you draw a card and you're like, oh, this makes me sad. Why? Mm -hmm. Why does it make you upset? And really like, use it in conjunction with journaling and write down the cards that you get. And you don't have to literally, you don't have to know anything about tarot if you just use the feelings you get about it and say, Mm -hmm. oh, well, this card just feels like sad to me well why do I feel sad oh because it brings up thoughts of money and I don't like not having enough money and I mean that starts to open up the windows to your souls so which air out some of that old juju that's stuck mm-hmm. in there and and really that's where the benefit is and sure like I I pick up things about people and I see things for people and it's quite a gift um it comes with a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and it comes with a lot of um a lot of like learning you have to learn what is appropriate to help someone versus what information might actually just cause them to go around this karmic cycle again.
2: Mm. And so there's,
0: you know, it's it's something that I think if you're gonna do, it's a great tool for connecting with yourself and your intuition. But if if you're doing it just for like party tricks, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because it's you know it I think that you can be messing with some stuff that I wouldn't personally want to be messing with. So I try mm. to kind of follow the rules and um but I I love it. I think it's such a great It's such a great tool. And it's really, it's really kind of given me a lot of freedom and it's connected me back to myself when I didn't even know I was missing me. (laughs) Mm. I thought I was going to catch me at the end of all this and like find me out there. So it it really, it really can guide you back to yourself as long as your awareness is, is there be Mm. aware, be open-minded to other interpretations, to, um, seeing things not as good or bad and just honest with yourself too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't we don't allow ourselves to be honest with ourselves because then we have to realize like hey, some things don't always work out the way mm-hmm. we want them to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Doesn't mean they're not going to be better eventually, but you know it's it's hard to accept loss, accept defeat, and accept that, hey, this door is closed. I have mm-hmm. to walk away. I'm I'm gonna get rained on. I'm gonna look weird if I keep standing here. But you know, I ultimately it it doesn't, it shouldn't it is not something that has provided me comfort let's say when i've tried to read about situations that were supposed to just be a lesson right mm-hmm. it hasn't given me that comfort of like oh he'll come back right 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 it gave me the comfort of of fixing which is not comfortable as you know it gave me the comfort that comes with healing the broken parts of myself healing the soreness within healing the the pain of of loss from years and years and years ago mm. and then And then that gave me peace.
1: Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's so much fun to speak with you. I just, I love when we have conversations It just,
1: likewise.
0: yeah, I, it just, there's, I think our souls are like, I've told you this before. I think we have the same like warrior soul. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, (laughs) you, you need to, to connect with that inner knowing. Yeah. You need to connect with the inner love. And that's like, you need to live your life in a way that, you know, it's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. and that you don't just fight for anything. And, and I think that's the important part about being a warrior. If you have that in your ancestry,
2: mm-hmm. warriors
0: don't fight for no reason. And that was a big thing for me. I always wanted to defend myself against everything, up, right? Oh my everything. God. Everything. Literally. I'm like, this person's not even talking about me. They get, they looked weird. I'm like, they could literally have something in their eye. And I mm-hmm. think to myself, oh, they think I'm ugly. Don't mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to fight everything. One of the big lessons there is, warrior understands that life and death is sacred and that not everything is worth fighting for but when something is worth fighting for it is worth everything Mm. because you put everything that you have into that fight before i would just throw stuff (laughs) i'm like throwing rotten vegetables you know metaphorically speaking that's not putting myself into a fight i can i have lots of logical tools i can throw out things but when you really believe in something and you're willing to put your life on the line for it that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that that the warrior spirit is supposed to prepare you for. You're supposed to start to see how, you know, maybe I shouldn't uh, jump on bandwagons of things that other people are upset about because that's not a worthy battle. Mm-hmm. If, if something's an easy win, that is not a worthy battle. A worthy battle is something that challenges us, that meets us with the same power that we have within us, that we wield from the universe. And you cannot, you can't create that yourself that comes from the flow of the universe Mm. and that is why learning how to accept how to how to allow things is so important i I think for us but for everybody because once you once you connect with that flow choosing your battles becomes a lot easier because Mm -hmm. you you realize the battle first is for your mind then it's for your soul once you win that battle with your mind now you're engaged with your whole soul and then Mm -hmm. you
1: share your gifts
0: oh i get I gotta chill
1: too <laughs> Oh my goodness. Cause like, oh, we could have a whole other conversation about that, but we won't. But uh, yes, that like we'll wrap
2: this up. That right <laughs> there is
1: like everything. If if like you don't hear nothing else, like that right there is like everything. Like it's first is for your mind, then it's for your soul. And it's like that's so true. Yes. That and you're battling yourself, you're so not battling the people true. around you.
0: Yeah. And we make that mistake. We try to fight everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, it's, don't want, we don't want to look at ourselves.
0: Yeah, and we mm. don't want to allow ourselves to be who we are. We're afraid of that power. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's been so much oh fun. God. I love Thank you so you.
1: much, Diane. Like, Thank you. Ah, please, before you go, let the people know where they can find you. Drop your website. Everything.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my website's a little uh, right now. It's I'm going to be improving it. Um, especially reach out to you web design. Um <laughs> so you heard that um, reach
1: out if you do web design, y'all. Okay.
0: Yes, please. Um, so I'm at spacement slumber party. So space meant it's kind of like basement and then slumber party, all one word mm-hmm. at Instagram. Um, and then I have a website crystal-sisters. So crystals like as in Rose Quartz, sisters as in we are all sisters. Um, except for if you're a brother, then you are brothers. But um <laughs> dot com. Um, and that is where my website is. So hopefully in the next month or two. Let's, let's not why. Hopefully the next month, within the next four weeks, that will be updated and a little bit easier to navigate because I think I, uh, I I just coded on top of code. So okay. hopefully that's a little bit easier to um, navigate soon. And then I, I have an Instagram for that, but it's not as good. So you can find me on Space and Slumber Party, find a link to my Crystal Sisters um, Instagram through there. And yeah, and you can find me usually in my house with my dog, <laughs> and you know, doing my job, making bath bombs, taking baths, yes. being an advocate for self-care.
1: Love it, love it, love it, love it. And please feel free to reach out to Diane if you would like a tarot reading. She is an amazing, amazing, amazing tarot reader. So... Oh, also
0: Clubhouse.
1: Oh yeah, I should mention. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm on Clubhouse.
0: Uh, my name is hard to spell. It's Diane with one N D I A N E. And my last name is L A H A I E. And I'm at Diane LaHay at on Clubhouse. But we do room sometimes and I do mm-hmm. readings, especially like um moon rituals, because I still do moon rituals. I haven't really posted them in a while, but I think okay. I will start again because I love moon rituals. Yeah. It's a good cadence for recognizing and honoring the life that you've lived and deciding where
1: you want to go. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so, so, so much, my love. This has been an honor and a pleasure. And I know we'll be in touch soon. We always are.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, I can't wait till we can chat some more. I want to hear all about how you're doing and your, your new
1: stuff that you've got going on. Thank you so much. Love Yeah, We'll have to put that on the books. Definitely. Yes. All right.
0: For sure. So for next time, we absolutely will
1: awesome thank you so much my love you enjoy the rest you. of your evening you as well <laughs> bye-bye Bye. thanks for listening to this week's episode if you like what you heard today please subscribe and leave a rating or a review now don't forget i'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading so be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected